Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Seary. Last week we had Gary Carson on as our guest. Gary's a good guy, and he's someone worth getting to know. The overall theme was kind of, sort of, about networking, because that's how Gary and I were first introduced to each other. This week we're getting a little bit more into talking specifically how the left of normal mind processes words before they come out of our mouths and before they're or before they're written down for most of us we tend to be on the quieter side i believe it's in part because we're constantly analyzing situations to ensure that we are doing things right and it's hard to check in and see if you're doing things right when you're just flapping your gums but every now and then, every now and then, you can get me onto a topic where I'm kind of excited about it, or get me get a couple beers in me, and I don't shut up. Similar to some other neurodivergencies like ADD and ADHD, we can tend to get a little hyper focused on a particular topic, and then if someone asks about it. I quickly make an inventory of every single detail I know about that topic and proceed to explain them all to the person who has unwittingly just settled him or herself in for a nice long lecture. These info dumps can be about nearly anything. Uh, some of my own include things like sea cucumbers or kratom tea or something that has to do with a book that I happen to be reading at this particular moment in time. In most cases, because spoken communication has so many rules around it, I prefer to communicate information via writing instead of via words. And this isn't, well, this isn't normal, this isn't limited to the left of normal person. The idea that a text message is so much better than a phone call is a much and it's a much preferred means of transmitting data back and forth between humans. Ever since I got my first cell phone, it was all about the text. And it really irritated me when the cell phone plans started charging 10 cents per text. And fortunately, that did not last long and unlimited plans came around sooner rather than later. The big reason that my preference is to the written instead of the spoken is because of the way my mind processes words as they're trying to come out. Most people process around 800 words per minute, but normal speaking rates are only about 125 words per minute. So in the course of a five minute conversation, our minds whip through 4,000 words, give or take. And we very quickly have to select the right ones that will convey the information most efficiently. Now going into a conversation, I tend to have a lot of things mapped out. I even map out various scenarios based on what responses might be, and I have a lot of systems in place. So if I tell you how delicious Sour Patch Kids are and you respond with, I know they're awesome, I know that I then go into my 
affirmation part of the dialogue that my comment was affirmed. Now, if you say, those things suck, man, now I have to get into my lengthy and very well-researched evidence on why they are awesome. But if you just stare at me blankly, then I have to scramble through a series of tests to ensure that you can indeed hear me, or and I try to determine if your blank stare is merely messing with me, or some ulterior motive, or you just don't like me, or maybe I got you thinking about Sour Patch Kids and you kind of went into a Sour Patch Kid coma. So, when I'm going into any conversation that's spoken, I try to have all the information that I need to get out in that conversation lined up just right. And of course, things never work out that way. So my conversations can get derailed quickly. And now I'm off my game. And so sometimes I just scrap the whole thing and I sit there quietly. Sometimes things will get derailed because I have what I consider to be interesting information to share, but the other person wasn't actually interested in conversation. Rather, they were interested in weird small talk platitudes. This generally happens when I don't know the person really well, or it's kind of a transactional relationship, like at a store. Uh, for example, I go into the dollar store and I'm loading up on 500 packages of peanut butter crackers. And the cashier says something along the lines of, that's a nice shirt. And so I quickly analyze the meaning of their comment rather incorrectly. And I assume that the cashier wants to hear the entire backstory about how I came to buy this particular shirt and why I'm wearing it on this occasion. Of course, they have no intention of actually making conversation. Their goal was to compliment the shirt and receive a thanks and move on with their day. Even more subtextual meanings there if it's a, a waiter or waitress at a restaurant. Another example is uh, several years ago, uh, we were getting ready to go out of town for, I believe it was just for the day. And I noticed a nice, fat, juicy Black Widow spider had made camp next to the garage. And I wasn't sure how many of them were actually on the inside of the garage as well, so I just figured I'd bug bomb the place while we're out and about, and that should be that. So I headed down to Billings Hardware right as soon as they opened, and asked where the bug bombs were. I attempted to make conversation about why I needed the bug bomb, but of course, the five minutes that it took me to get to the store from my house, I went through the entire 4,000 plus words in my brain, and I realized that I only have about 30 seconds or so, 30 seconds or so, to tell the story of the Black Widow in the garage. And then it came out something like, yeah, and I saw the garage had the web on it, and I should I I should clean it up because it's getting cooler in the evenings, and they might move inside the spiders. They might move inside. They're the garage. That they're they're on the bug. They're on the garage. There there was a bug in the garage. Now, if it's written, it's much easier because I can think before I type it out and correct things as I go along. 
especially in text messages, because texts have sort of a character limit. Back in the day, they actually were limited to, I think, 140 characters, maybe. I'm just thinking of Twitter there. But there, there isn't an actual limit. You could type out a giant text if you wanted to. But there's a kind of unspoken rule that texts are supposed to be short quips of information being passed back and forth. And we just kind of know that a text should be a certain length, and if it gets too long, it doesn't feel right. So if I'm getting all fired up about something, I can start to text it. And I can see that my text is getting really, really long, and so I don't have to start conveying a bunch of long information that nobody really wants to hear anyway. I can backtrack, and I can delete, and I can undo, and I can shorten it up, and so I can get out just the short points that are powerful instead of just a full-blown long rambling story about a spider in the garage. In other words, I can get rid of the awkwardness and I can sound as amazing and awesome as I actually am when my mouth's not getting in the way. I can't remember back to when I was younger if this actually applies to my life or not but it's something to consider for those who have left of normal children. Communication with a left of normal can be difficult. We often don't say much, so when you're trying to talk to us, we can come across as rude or uncaring. And it's usually because I don't know which socially acceptable word I should say at the time, and so I often just don't use any. Now, if you're struggling to get a point across to your left of normal child, or if they're struggling to express what they're feeling in a certain situation, and it's especially cumbersome if they are in trouble or something where conflict and emotions are high, you can try separating from, it, from them for a bit and have them write down what they're trying to say instead of actually just forcing them to say it. That way they don't have the fear of saying the wrong word and then trying to take it back. And then not and then they're not getting the right information across. Now we're focused on the wrong saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Instead they can scrap it all, start it over, they can erase, they can cross it out, backtrack however they need to, so the written words are the right words that they are accurately trying to get across to you or anyone else. Give it a shot. Let me know how it works. I don't know that I ever did that when I was younger, but back then, left of normal wasn't really a thing. I was just a weird little kid that didn't talk much. Next week, we can kind of get more into how the left of normal processes words being directed at us, as opposed to words we're directing to others. But for now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right, and if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community, and remember that we're probably quiet not because we don't have an opinion, but because we're trying to put our thoughts into some sort of cohesive order and likely don't know how to inject into the conversation anyway. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left normies, or right.